You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. It is Monday, June 27th, 2022. I'm here with my co-host, Christina Dennis. How are you, Christina? Hello. Happy Monday, Damon Frank. How are you? I'm I'm it doing great. How are you? It is Monday. We're always doing well on Monday. That is the rule yep. here in the Recovered Life community. We're always great on Mondays. Uh, I'm specifically great because we're going to talk about a scandalous topic today on the Recovered Life <laughs> show. People faking sobriety. People what? faking sobriety. Yes, Never it heard happens. Of it. No. Before we it do happens. that, though, <laughs> before we go there, I want to make sure that I thank everybody who likes, shares, and follows us. Please keep doing so. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to talk about. Also, you can join our community, the Recovered Life community, at recoveredlife.us. It's completely free. You're going to get into a very cool community with the use of the app Volley, and you can talk to us directly. That's recoveredlife.us. Oh, thank you so much for mentioning that. Love Volley. You know, every day I get on and I do the daily drink, I've only been stumped twice about what I was going to say, but wow. I take it, you know, I put this little Volley up, Christina, as you know, and then people can comment on it and Volley back. And it's so great because it's what's going on in my recovery. I think one of the reasons why we've been successful at The Recovered Life, Christina, is that you and I, this it's not fake. We're pulling topics yep. and things out of our own life and right. out of our own current experiences. And, and, you know, it's so important. I know that I've learned that way, you know, that I've had people that were farther along on the journey that were uh, willing to share and become vulnerable with me. And it helped me immensely. So I'm with you. It's a really, really cool thing um, to to be able to pull up these subjects and talk about how we're really feeling. Absolutely. And also tackle things that people don't really want to talk about a lot of times, right? It's interesting right. because the group dynamic is amazing. I love the group dynamic, but sometimes it doesn't lend itself for very sensitive topics because people feel either triggered. Uh, mm -hmm. And I hate that word. I hate using that word, but it's accurate. Like people feel mm -hmm. triggered. Or people don't feel comfortable talking about certain things in front of other people, right? Sure. And sometimes it's better just to listen and then form your own conversation, you know, your own thoughts, and then be able to, you know, create small groups of people to right. have these discussions. I, look, I think this topic is one of those things. Uh, and mm. we've all experienced this. If you've been sober for any period of time, you are going to come across people who have fate, their sobriety, that they're lying mm -hmm. about being sober. They're saying Absolutely. they're doing the deal, but they're really not. They're either drinking, using, doing something that's breaking their sobriety, their physical sobriety, uh, and they're faking it that they are on the path. Yes. Yes. And it, I had this happen in a very big way to me um, or around me, I should say. Um, I had a dear friend, um, you're not kidding. 15 years uh, watched them take sobriety chips, bought them sobriety gifts. And it was the strangest event about how I found out that they weren't sober. It wasn't as dramatic as they got drunk and showed up somewhere. It was just talking in regular business speak 
about somebody asked me how I had met this person. And I said, oh, you know, through 12 steps. And the person was shocked. They said, they drink. What do you mean? (laughs) And I have to tell you, it was really, really shocking to me. And I don't want to feel, you know, um, I mean, I have thought about it because it was really hurtful uh, to be lied to like that. But, you know, ultimately, they were really good at faking it. And, uh, and it surprised me the lengths. Well, this is the de- this is this is really the paradox here. You know, I think a lot of people that enter into recovery, Christina, have experienced li- living a double life. You know, if yes. you were out there at all, uh, drinking and using and doing things, is that you had to live a double life. So maybe you were a stu- student during the day or a mom during the day, but really, what you were doing is you had this whole alcoholism thing yes. going on behind the scenes, right? And, um, I think that that's normal. Like we come from a place where we have to hide it because it's not socially acceptable. Also too, the way that alcoholism works, I think, you know, what, at least from my experience and working with others is that, you know, you, it's something that you deny. So, you know, you know, you see all these things happening in the outside world, you know, that maybe your activity isn't great, but what happens is, is you're, you're compelled to do it anyway, because you're mind and the committee tells you, no, that's not the problem. It's yes. other things that's the problem. It's not actually the alcohol that's the issue. Well, it, it's so, um, it, it, I'm so glad you said a double life because I have heard this before and, and I think it to be true um, that there's nothing worse than a head full of AA and a belly full of booze. And so uh, in this particular case with this dear, dear friend of mine, I really was taken back because of the dishonesty, but also kind of surprised. Like, I mean, I questioned whether they were even an alcoholic, you know, because that surprised me that somebody could do it. The links that people will go to, you know, it's very painful uh, to, uh, I imagine, um, have slips and to hide it and to do all of that. It's very, very painful. And and it's very sad to me. And I guess my question to you is, um, is, are you ever surprised when you find out that somebody's been faking it? Yes, I have, you know, and I have seen this time and time again. And I think there's a couple different reasons and, and I have a lot of compassion for it actually. Mm -hmm. Um, look, I, I'm not going to say it would be like, it would be kind of like if you're in a relationship with somebody and you think that you're in an exclusive relationship and then all of a sudden they announce that they've been sleeping with everyone that you know, right? Like yeah. it is that shocking. It, it, yeah. right? it is that shocking uh, because, but I have sympathy for it. And I'm going to tell right. you why I have sympathy for it. Because I think that if I look back and a lot of people are invested in recovery. Now, there's two different types of people, I think, that do this, right? Two mm-hmm. different scenarios. There's people who will come in to get sober, and they never are able really to regain sobriety. But yes. they know that they're probably not going to kill themselves as quick as they would if they weren't in some sort of alcohol or 12-step group or something like that, right? Yes. So they stay and build this persona that they're a sober person because they're hoping that they're going to get it, but they're not honest that they're not getting it. It's not working for them. Right. And we've talked openly. There's, there's 
sometimes it does not work for everybody right away, right? Like, so we've seen all, it, everybody has their own path. So I think they try to build a persona and I've seen this a lot with newcomers. Sorry, we're back here real quick. A little yeah. interruption. They'll come in and they'll build this persona and what happens with the persona is they just feel that they're living this persona, right? Yes. And the second type of people is that maybe they've had sobriety and they, you know, are doing the deal and they've, and then for whatever reason they had a slip. Right. And instead of coming back to the group pride, and I totally get this because I think it would be hard for me. I don't, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've had people that I know that I've worked with that have gone out that have had decades of sobriety yes. and, the hardest thing was to come back and to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I slipped because they feel that they let people down, right? Especially right. if they're sponsoring people or they're part of the group, right? They feel that they've let people down and they feel that they've disappointed people. And there there's a lot of shame that goes along with it. And I see that and I, and I get it too. And I've had people that I've known that I've been very close with that, that they have relapsed that they haven't wanted to tell anyone and yes. they can't live with the fact that they're lying. Yes. And then it's obvious what's happening, then, right? Yes. And, you know, I have a lot of compassion and they, you know, the solution for some of these people were to just go get a whole other group of sure. people because they just felt that they couldn't face it. And I, I get that. I think I'd have a hard time if I had the length of sobriety that I had, if I went out coming back and being able to say, now I know enough now about what happens to people who fake sobriety that I would... I think I would come clean, right? Because I wouldn't, I, no. I, I wouldn't want what happens when people fake sobriety. So, so true. And the terror of that, we had a show about having drunk dreams and, you know, those drunk dreams are enough for me to continue to safeguard my sobriety on a daily basis so that, uh, you know, I'm doing everything I can to, you know, build protection around it. But, uh, the the links of of alcoholism is that it's very powerful. There's a saying in twelve step groups: cunning, powerful, cunning, baffling, and powerful. Am I saying it right? Or I can't think yeah. of it right now because I'm thinking of it. And uh, and so you know, we did a whole relapse show about how relapses happen. Um, you know, months before you actually pick up the drink. And it's important to recognize those warning signs, you know, and it's important to look at it. But when somebody has relapsed, I believe that in most cases, unless they are able to, I mean, unless they're sociopathic, eventually it catches up to them. And I wouldn't want that terror. Like you said, you now know people that have done this and you, and you realize which is the worst alternative. Um, I think having a discussion about slips and putting them into perspective is also very helpful because I've worked with people that discount all of their sobriety after having a slip. And I think it's important to have the perspective of you didn't lose your time. You just lost your date. You know, you yeah, just exactly. lost your date. You still were sober during those times. You were still doing the deal. That emotional growth is in you. And so I think that's kind of important to, to add that to this discussion so that there well, is yeah, a level of compassion, Right. right? You're absolutely right, Christina. And you know what? I think something else too that we don't talk about 
uh, with sobriety dates is that really a lot of people put a lot of a lot of credibility in the sobriety date. And I sure. look as somebody who has long term sobriety, the ability to be able to do it day after day after day after day and look like you for a long mm -hmm. period of time. Yes, it does show something, right? It shows that you can stick with this and do this. But at the same time, really what matters is the quality of your sobriety that you have, especially okay. after the first year or two, right? After you get through the first year or two sober and you're able to wake up sober, it really becomes the quality. And I know a lot of people who have a lot of, quote, time, mm -hmm. but their day-to-day -day experience in recovery sucks, right? And they're not living <laughs> their best recovered life. No. And I know people who have three to five years that have amazing lives and they're playing full out and they have a really great right? So yes. I think too much emphasis is put on the time and not enough emphasis is put on the quality of the sobriety that you have. But I will say, I agree with you. What happens if you live this fake life and especially scenario one, people who were never really able to get sober, but thought that they're okay, well, I'm just going to fake it and tell everybody that I am. Yes. I've seen that fizzle out in a very, very big way. And what I've seen is actually, I've seen people that do that take other people out with them. Ooh. And that is really the, because when the people around them feel that they've got this life, they're pretending that they've got this great life. They're pretending that they're sober, but really everything is all unmanageable. And they're not only not sober, but they're lying about their day-to-day -day existence. Yes. What happens is with people that are new that are around them, they just go, well, what's the point? You know right. what I mean? And they end up going out and I've, and I've seen this and it's very sad. Oh, that makes me shudder to think about it because sobriety is precious. And, um, you know, I agree with you. Um, I once was told if you're 20 years sober and still parking in the red zones, then you know what? I question the sober portion of your story. And I think that when it comes to alcoholism, one of the more accurate words, and I'd love to talk about this um, soon, uh, is that it's really abstinence from alcohol and sobriety in your behaviors. And, mm -hmm. and I have learned that being abstinent from alcohol doesn't make you a recovered person. And, you know, if you are banking on the years, I, I, you know, if you're banking on the habit of not drinking, eventually it'll get you. It really Absolutely. will. You know what, Christina, after this quick break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what to do if you're one of these people that are faking it, right? Yes. You're faking being sober. And not only that, if you're around people that you know that are faking being sober, what you can do about it. We're going to dive into that after this quick break. We'll tight. If you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or you've been sober for decades and are looking to take your sobriety to the next level, the Recovery Breakthrough six-week transformation concierge coaching program might be right for you. Have Damon Frank and Christina Dennis build a custom roadmap to get you on the path to getting what you really need. Receive hands-on concierge coaching and stay focused and productive with our daily check-ins. If you're ready to experience your recovery breakthrough and start the journey towards the transformation you deserve, book a free get to know you call today and find out what is possible in your recovery. To find out more about recovery breakthrough and to book your free call, go to recoveredlife.us. That's recoveredlife.us.
You're listening to the Recovered Life Show. Okay, Christina, we got to discuss this. Yes. If you're around people that are faking being sober, like you, you just you just mentioned that you knew yes. somebody long term, you found out they're totally faking it. Or if maybe you're listening to the show right now and you are faking it, what do you suggest people do? Find somebody and tell the truth. You know, tell the truth because what you're doing is is robbing you of what true recovery is. First, understand that it isn't the end of the world if you don't have a date. And, you know, all of us really only have today, which is a hard concept to get around. And so understanding that the group, the people around you, people who have true sobriety are going to welcome the honesty and we're going to you know, come around you and we're going to do everything we can for you, you know, as we hear all the time in the rooms, loving you until you love yourself. It is a losing proposition to keep going and you can stop that part of the relapse today. It's that quickly. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that suggestion. You know, one of the things I'm going to share an experience that I had with somebody that I knew that had several years, several decades, actually, that went out. Mm -hmm. And when they came back, you know, when when people, you know, fake it or mm -hmm. they're really not honest about it, right, they come back and then it eventually comes out. I, I will tell you, one of the things that I've learned, I've learned the most, I think, from people who have relapsed. Um, I'm one of those people that thinks that relapse is not necessarily a part of sobriety. That Agreed. didn't happen for me. It didn't happen for you right now. I'm not saying that it's not part of people's sobriety. It is sometimes. Sometimes it takes whatever it takes and whatever path you're on, you're on that path. And I might be in that position tomorrow. You might be too, right? Yes. So I have compassion for this and understanding. But one of the th main benefits that I've gotten actually in 12 step groups or in small groups of people is when people had that had time or were faking it relapsed and told their story about how they got in that position. And I got to tell you, like for me, those are the most helpful communication friendships that I have yes. as far as safeguarding my sobriety, Christina, because the fact of the matter is I learned a lot from mm -hmm. the guy who had 27 years or whatever and went out. I learned a lot from the person who was faking it, but is now honest about it, right? That said, yes. yeah, I got dirty chips and I t told my family I was sober so I could get money and do that, right? I've heard all different kinds of things because, you know, although I might not be in that position, there might be a life pattern or a thought pattern or a habit or something that I'm doing that would might lead me closer to that path. And I've sat in some of these and heard some people say, you know what, man, you know what, God, I have that work situation or I mm -hmm. have that personal relationship situation. And I, that very well could have been me having the perspective to have the compassion to be able to say, you know what, that very well could be me. I need to be, pay attention to this. I, I think is, is incredibly helpful. You know, it, it so is. And, and here is the truth. It could be us at any point if we decide to stop engaging in our recovery program and doing the daily deal. It could be all of us. You know, drinking is not a moral issue, but lying is is a moral issue to Huge. me. Huge. You know, it is. Yeah, well, and so 
Go ahead. I want to hear right. what you No, to you're, you're absolutely right. And what I was going to say is like what I said before about people going out around you. I think one of the things that you said is find somebody that you can trust, yes. find somebody you have a relationship with and talk with them about, look, this is what happened to me. Because the danger of living that lie and it building up. And, you know, we were talking about celebrities that we won't mention here yes. that have totally faked it. Right. And yes. the, the, what the, the sad part about this is, is that other people that are new that are trying to get in, they might be looking up to those people thinking that they're doing it right. And when that cover is pulled off, that it's all bullshit, you know, when it's all yeah. crap, that it was a, just one big con this hurts people. This hurts people who are trying to come in. And I think that with people that have time, I said, one of the best things I've ever done if I have time is to go to a group of people that don't have time to, right. to, to tell them that sometimes things aren't going great for me. Right. So true that you can live a sober life in abstinence. You can have abstinence from alcohol, uh, no matter what the circumstances are. And, you know, we've we've discussed this uh, between the two of us. And I think that that's really important for people who have, quote, long term sobriety to not paint an unrealistic uh, scenario to people who do have sobriety. Now, there is some responsibility uh, or to people who don't have sobriety, there's some responsibility as a person who's been around for me to also include solution in my story. Yes. But it is just as dishonest to pretend that things are great all the time. And the minute you stop drinking, everything gets easy and you have the ability to overcome everything. That is so far from the case, but but my story is is a demonstration of how one person was able to continue at this point her sobriety even when things things were hard, and to give people an example that they can live through it too. Yeah, well, I think one of the big lessons that I have learned with recovery is you could always hit the reset button, and that yes. doesn't mean that you have to drink and go out. You could just say, "Hey, listen, it's not working for me right now," and I've I can I tell you. I've had the reset button mounted, you know, literally like, you know, that big red Staples yes. button yep. that they have, right? Like I, I've had that big reset button emotionally just being, had to being able to hit it to say, you know what, the, the groups that I'm maybe going to, or the people that I'm around or the way in which I'm doing my program or the way in which that I have my life is like, this needs a reboot. I need to reboot yes. it because, and I need to look at that because it's not working for me. Like, and this, this level of honesty, I think is very, very tough for people because we get attached to it. And I think so much of the solution that you presented here about, you know, finding somebody coming clean and doing this, you're not helping anyone, right? But nope. you're not helping yourself. And I will tell you that, the, th the 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 meteors that burn bright that I've seen that come in that seem to have all the solutions that you know they end up faking the sobriety they burn out very quick and very hard right and I've sure seen do. this the downslide of the fake is deadly right and it's not it's not worth it I think <laughs> being able to you know having time I think you're right you do have a responsibility to because there's no context there you might be having a bad day but the person that's new to being sober doesn't understand the you know 300 great days you had before that bad day yes there's no context yes. there
So true. And, you know, we brought up another uh, really important uh, something for the families to know. And of course, I always come with an interventionist lens because of what I do. But it's very important for the families around to understand what the disease is, because people can get very confused and feel like if I lose my date, I'm letting down my family. So I'm going to lie about it because I don't want them to go through you know, the horror or them to be afraid. No, the dishonesty is what will break that relationship up. And families need to understand the nature of the disease around. If you are in relationship with somebody who's an alcoholic or your child is an alcoholic, you need to educate yourself and understand what the struggle is and what it actually means mm -hmm. if somebody relapses. It, it does not mean that they did it wrong. We know there are things they could have done so that they didn't have to go there. But what it means is they lost their date and it's now time to double down and, you know, do an autopsy of what happened to it, but not hold on to it, you know, yes. not, <clears throat> not hold on to it as a family member that this means everything's doomed. Yeah. And you know what? I think people need to also context to this. I'm going to give my buddy Don credit for this. And he's on volley and he's a member of the recovered life community. So connect with Don. He loves when people volley back uh, to his comments. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give him credit for this. He's like, you know what, if you, I heard him in a conversation once tell somebody that it had multiple years of sobriety, like 10 years of sobriety and they had gone out and they'd gone out mm -hmm. for a year and then they came back and they had three or four years. Right. And he's like, you know what, the amount of people who actually get a year, is very, very small. He said, you won the Super Bowl 10 years in a row. You wow. lost one year and now you've mm -hmm. won the next three. Your winning streak is pretty big. Don't let one loss, you know, keep you from your dynasty. And he put it in a football term, but you know what? He was like, what would happen if the any football team or baseball team won every year for a decade, right? Like, so don't let this one thing stop you from living the best life that you can. Living in shame isn't going to help anyone. Your experience of what happened is going to help somebody. Yes, that is so, so good. I love that you shared that story. And, you know, what it reminds me of, there is a, you know, non, um, non-alcoholic book, you know, uh, called Atomic Habits. And it shares something that I think is really, really important for all of us. When the goal becomes, you know, when the measurement of achievement becomes the goal, then you're you're going to put yourself in an ugly situation. You know, you're it's not effective. It makes it harder. And so, you know, if you think about social media likes, if your goal is to get a million social media likes and you lose track of actually I want to produce something that is helpful in the world. Yeah. And unless I have this, that doesn't mean, you know, unless this measurement comes true, it isn't effective. It's the same with sobriety. We all have a goal that we're not going to drink for the rest of our lives. But on some days, if that doesn't happen, you've got to look at the actual content of your life and not just the measurement. Christina Dennis, thank you so much. This is, you know, this is a hard thing to discuss, right? Because I think if we have to be honest with ourselves, I would not want to do that, right? Like, no. and I, I see it. I understand I have compassion for this, because this is a tough this is a tough situation and being around somebody who is faking it 
is mm-hmm. a tough situation, you know. But I think if we look at if we look at these situations with honesty and some compassion and really love the people that are around us and want the best for them, I think there's a solution there uh, that everybody can be happy with. So Christina Dennis, thank you so much. Great episode, uh, Monday, June 27th, 2022. This episode is in the can. Any final thoughts, Christina? Everybody had a, have a beautiful week. Absolutely, guys. We will see you on Wednesday. Go out and live your best recovered life. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us. 